Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Right now, you can get up to $6,000 in purchase allowance on the XT lineup. Experience the luxury you deserve by booking a test drive today. All right, question of the morning. Familiar ending for the BYU basketball team. Evaluate the season. People lining up after the Cougars' first-round loss. Kurt says 12-day layoff was not good. They looked out of sync from the start. They didn't have the caliber of athlete necessary to compete with UCLA. They also didn't have a consistent second or third score. What they do have is a good coach with a lot of promise. Hopefully, he learned a lot about what it takes to win a tournament game and can prepare slash develop additional scorers who can be reliable in tournaments. And there it is. They don't have a consistent second or third score. You know, the 12-day layoff, you know, that isn't good. More teams would have 12-day layoffs if it was good. But in the West Coast Conference, what are you going to do about that? Nothing. You're going to have more layoffs before the NCAA tournament. Uh, be Gonzaga. Don't let it bother you. Have the second or third score and overcome it. If you've got three or four scores and one's off, it's not a big deal. But this is a team that was uh, had some droughts in regular season games, and we saw it again in the tournament. And I thought the shots were there, but they just couldn't make them. Well, shots are always going to be there. I mean, I don't know that there's going to be a team that's going to eliminate shots. And I haven't seen that good of a defensive team there that's going to be able to do all that. Uh, they've got to get better players. I mean, that's as simple as that. Grayson says WCC is not a great conference. It's the Zags and some also-rans. It's kind of throwing in the towel. You can never win. Yeah, what's the conference have anything to do with it? When they were in the whack in the Mountain West, were they regularly going to the Sweet 16 or the round of 32? No, they were not. So who cares about the conference? The round of 32, uh, 1993, and then not again until Jimmer. Yeah. Couple with Jimmer. So Right. So, yeah, when two Sweet 16s in 30 years when you had the player of the year, uh, they're... The, the way that Mark Pope is building the program gives me hope for promise. Hope for, for, hope for Pope. That's my where I'm going there because he's moving away from the traditional uh, recruiting base that is the return missionary. They, let's call it like it is, the Caucasian return missionary. And uh, that's the strength of your team. That's what it's built on. And that's nice. And that can win you some games in the regular season and maybe even occasionally beat Gonzaga. But it's not going to get you anywhere in the postseason. I mean, they've the, sh- the two times they've gone to the Sweet 16 in the last 40 years were not built on uh, the strength of return missionaries, right? Jimmer and Ainge. And in Ainge's day, I, I don't think they even had that many to begin with. Times have changed since then. Uh, and obviously Jimmer did not go. And so move away from that because that's not a formula that's going to get you anywhere in the NCAA tournament. It just isn't. I mean, you can argue with me all you want, but I'm not a numbers dude, but I do have an overwhelming amount of evidence. So move away from that, and that's what Pope is doing, clearly. You look at the guys that he's bringing in. I mean, they started uh, four transfers and five, if you consider Loner, First uh, signed with Utah, 
I wouldn't consider him a real transfer in that he never played for the Utes, and he's a rebounding machine. So, as I understand it, he's not interested in going on a mission. For the basketball program, that's good because I think the missions really wreak havoc, as my old uh, mentor in basketball would say. And with that in mind, continue to mine that transfer portal and get guys in here. And even if it's for one or two years, I mean, certainly Barcelo was worth it. There's no question Barcelo was worth it. Barcelo was definitely worth it. The question is, how many Barcelos can they get? I guess the first question is, how many Barcelos are there in the transfer window? And then the second question is, how many of those Barcelos can they get? Because he was the guy who did show up. He was the guy who hit shots, and the moment wasn't too big for him. And he was splitting double teams and going down the lane and shooting He's mentally tough. Yeah. Love the kid. Love what he displayed. Tony says the moment was too big. They literally lost the game in the first 10 minutes. They couldn't shoot themselves out of a wet paper bag. Barcelo showed up, but the rest not so much. Disappointing, to say the least. Okay. Disappointing, sure, if you thought you were going to win. I guess if you went by seed. But it reminded me, the seed reminded me of Boylan's seed when he was seeded fifth. And the Cats, Wildcats from Arizona, I think they went down to Florida and just hammered them, and they were seated 12th. And to me, it was obvious from the moment the uh, pairings were announced who was going to win. Arizona had a couple of uh, NBA players and Hill and Buttinger on that team, and I don't think the Utah had any. Buttinger, who's now launched a successful beach volleyball career, got his name on the pier, Manhattan Beach. Uh, about three years ago, he won that tournament. Get your name on the pier with Casey Patterson as his partner, who's a BYU grad. Walk the pier, people. The names are all there. There's a lot of history. Plus, it's a pier on a clear day. You can't really go wrong. <laughs> Casey Patterson, who married Lexi Brown, who played volleyball at BYU and went to Jordan High School. It all comes full circle. Back to the hood. There it is. <laughs> Brian says they piled up a lot of wins in a weak conference against better competition. BYU is very average. Yeah, I don't know that that has anything to do with it. We're talking about getting to the round of 32. They didn't do. They haven't done it when they're in the Mountain West and the WAC, and that was better competition. So, it's that that doesn't really float my boat. The West Coast Conference sucks. It'll always suck. Most of the teams in there have no desire to be a winning team and have an NCAA tournament team, and they don't put many resources in it. And that's not going to change. Mark Few can call them out. The West Coast Conference can rig the the tournament and do whatever they want there, but it's always going to be that way. It's, it's I don't see where all of a sudden Pacific and San Diego and, and Portland are going to get all this money and dump it into their programs and, and be national programs or at least have a shot. So uh, that it's about – BYU getting deeper into the NCAA tournament. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about the West Coast Conference. Corey says, if you look at the season with some perspective, it's actually pretty amazing. They made the tournament with the roster they had. Good season given what they had to work with. Corey's not really buying into all the transfers. Doesn't think they look that good. Uh, Well, if you want to go in that direction... uh, but I'm looking for the program to have success in the NCAA tournament. 
And if you want to justify it by they weren't supposed to do this or that, that's your call. You have uh, have that uh, obviously that right to do that. I think that uh, I, I'm looking at NCA tournament. You know that that's that's the thing that matters to me. And if you look at uh, Tom Homo, the BYU athletic director, obviously this much, he tweeted out this much I know: Mark Pope will somehow build a team next year that will find a way to compete for a WCC title and make it back to the NCAA tournament. We're blessed, Cougar Nation. Now, how many people believe that? Mark Pope, Mark Pope will find a way somehow to compete for the WAC WCC title and make it back to the NCAA tournament. Uh, I think those are two different things. The NCAA tournament, I think we could have a debate about that. Compete for the title, it seems like Gonzaga has run away and hid from the league, including BYU. Uh, but yet the, the score was tied with four minutes to go. in the game that matters the most for the automatic bid. So if they were hiding, they waited a long time to, to <laughs> go hide. They waited uh, 36 minutes. The game was tied. So uh, if that if that is running away and hiding, in the one game that's actually going to decide who gets in for sure, the Cougars battle them right to the end. Steve says it's still a great season. They got beat by a fired-up UCLA team who had played two days before. Well, and if, if that's the big thing, then get in the play-in game. Set yourself up to get in the play-in game. If the play-in game matters that much, then go ahead and do it. Except they did do that, and then they lose the next time. I mean, we just keep making excuses here. Yep. They were in it, beat Iona, and then got worked by 20. Yeah, so... Uh, I, what can they do? It's clear Mark Pope has to go and take the program in a different direction. Well, he's already taking it in that direction. I guess now with a two-year track record, the question is, can he get better players? Or is it a case of, hey, the right combination of players have to be in the, in the transfer portal? Well, I mean, the players will be in the portal. They are who they are. And there'll be some good players in the portal. So can you piece together an NCAA team out of him? Well, yes, he's already done that. I suspect I, – I, I can agree with what Tom says here. That the roster – that this is the way the philosophy of what Pope is doing now. And in this regard, I think it's smart. Because the other way hasn't – unless you get the player of the year – you you're not going to have a whole lot of success in the tournament. I mean, these are just black and white facts. And that player of the year can't go on a mission. Or he hasn't gone on a mission. In the Maybe two cases can. in the two cases we know of has yeah. not. The next right. player of the year, well, we'll have to wait we're uh what a little, 10 years down, 20 to go for the next player of the year. And maybe they, maybe he can. That'd be great if he can, but it just uh, isn't, hasn't happened. Not to say it can happen, but it just hasn't. I think what Pope is doing, moving away, he, and he's moving away from the Latter-day Saint kid for that matter too, and I don't think BYU fans care. They just want to win. Who cares? Show me Turney W's. Yeah. They can, you can have seven, eight non-LDS kids, even better. I think BYU fans like that. I think they're sort of tired 
of the 6'4 Utah County kid who has a great high school career and people buy into that because they're on some summer circuit winning some things that who knows what they're winning. And then they get there and they have zero NCAA success. Uh, What difference does it make what you do in July and down in Long Beach? (laughs) That's all nice, well and good, but that didn't get you anywhere. And, And the fact is that Pope is moving away from that. And get kids in there. As long as they, you know, at, at least uh, attempt to keep the rules or don't get caught, fine. Don't do anything crazy, fine. Your fans don't care. They don't care about that at all. Just don't embarrass the university and they're good to go. And I think that's what he's doing. I mean, he's going after kids like himself. Transfers. Who didn't go on missions. And really didn't consider BYU coming out of high school. That's who Mark Pope is. That's who he was. And can you get them to consider something that at 20 that looks good that didn't look good when they were 17? Yeah, absolutely he can. He's already done it. Uh, To get it to win win an NCAA tournament game, not just get there, though. Or tournament games. Yeah, he's barely getting started. Why can't he? Yeah. Sure, he's he's two for two in NCAA tournaments, and maybe last year's team could have won. That doesn't matter. I mean, the, they didn't get we'll to never, play. We'll never know. Yeah. Uh, and so, sure, sure, he can. I suspect he'll do it again. He talks about how he how his guys look at that thing just about every day. He's got to go out and sell it. He's a charismatic dude. He's he 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 creates videos of getting tested. <laughs> We're going to make something out of nothing. Yeah. We're having fun. Come have fun. Right. Well, he's got four seniors to replace, assuming I mean, they have the bonus year. I don't know that they're going to use it. Harms came out and said he wasn't, that he was done. Um, you know, three of them played pretty big roles. So he's got a bunch of juniors, assuming they all come back. If guys don't leave. Oh, I would suspect somebody would. Uh... You would think. You know, as Kyle says, the transfer portal giveth and taketh. Is it right? But this is the way to go. And then the school has to loosen up and let some kids in. They've got to commit. They've got to make a commitment to winning, winning at the highest level. If that's what you want, you can't just talk it. You have to commit to it. You got to loosen up the rules, allow kids in school a little bit more. That's just the way it is. You can have your standards and good for you and have your standards, uh, but you can't get caught up in minute details. You know, somebody has a mohawk and that becomes a discussion point. And I heard about Everett's hair early. How's he getting away with this? Who cares how he's getting away with it? Getting away with what? That would be the question. Not, <laughs> not the who, what is he getting away with? I just, people wear their hair how they wear their hair and. It's fine. Oh, he's getting away with the rules violation. Yeah. Okay. That's what he's getting away with. That's what that's what he was getting. That's that's what it's about. And then you see, we'll see it on pro day, uh, BYU's pro day. All these kids come back and they all got beards. <laughs> <laughs> Even the almighty Taysom Hill, who as next to Steve Young in righteousness, isn't he? I mean, yeah. they sure built him up like that. And he had a beard. He had a beard. Yeah. 
Oh, no. Right. He came back. And I always love to look at that. And, the, and the Kafusi brothers, my goodness, they look like the caveman guys in the, <laughs> on the uh, commercials, Geico don't they? commercials. Yeah, look at their, their – you don't do so, uh, Instagram, but they're all over. I mean, they got long hair and beards and all this stuff. Langy has got his hair yeah. is way longer. Harvey's got dreads stuff. going on right now. Yeah. Corbin Kafusi, legitimately, he's got – his hair's down to his shoulders. He's got a bushy yeah. little beard. Yeah. Uh, and they, they look like they were the Beatles in the 60s after they got uh, – <laughs> A little bit. They found <laughs> the revolution. The, the 64 Beatles and all of a sudden the 69 Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dramatically different in their appearances, obviously, as that as that caught on. Sergeant Pepper, uh, and they they went down that road, and then and the whole world actually followed them uh, with the long hair. And so they're doing all that stuff. Fred Warner, I mean, you you can see it one after another, uh, and and yet they one of them is told twenty minutes before a game, you got to shave, huh? <laughs> and it players seem... talk and players talk and how does that impact recruiting? No, yeah. not good. You know, it may seem silly and, and in a way it is, but for some kids that that's where it's at. Appearances obviously that's must be where it's at because even your own Taysom Hill decided he needed to grow a beard uh within months of uh being uh released from BYU's rules and regulations. So maybe they need to loosen it up to some degree. You got If you're going to be in it all the way, you got to be in it. You can't just be in it to, all the way on your terms. Because your terms aren't really going to get you anywhere. So can there be a happy medium somewhere? And those were if terms. That, yeah. Th- those terms were put in for the Vietnam War. And, and if they can find a happy medium there, I believe Pope's the right guy for the job. I don't think they're ever going to be, you know, knocking on the door annually of Elite Eight uh, and doing all that. That seems a little bit far-fetched, but we're not necessarily asking for that. Maybe if we got to this point where they regularly made the Sweet 16, then we'd be asking that. But obviously they're not regularly in the Sweet 16. This script that happened this year has been replayed in Provo over and over and over. literally is Groundhog Day for those guys to do this. Three times in the Steve Cleveland era, and then a couple more with Dave Rose before Jimmer kicked the door down and won. I mean, really, even Sweet 16, wouldn't you take round of 32 right now to win a game? Since that's where we're at, yes. Yeah. I and mean, once you get it, you're going to want to. But if they were winning a game every three or four years and going to a Sweet 16 once every 10 years, that would feel different. That would feel like a step forward. And if Pope pulls that off... Well, he won't be here 10 years. <laughs> but, but can you pull that off? And then you get players to look at your program differently and maybe you're recruiting guys who right now are blowing by you. Because that's their goal and they're trying to get to those teams. I think Pope can do it, if anybody can do it. The charisma he has and the personality he has should lend itself to this. It seems like, and it, you know, until he does it, it isn't. But it seems like he's the right guy for the time. You know, that his personality and the transfer portal, transfer portal wasn't a thing like this 10 years ago or even five years ago. And oh, it yeah, seems I think like absolutely he's the, he guy the guy for the time. But 
If it doesn't pay off, I mean, we've got a pretty small sample size. He's been there two years, and they didn't have attorney the first year. He seems set up for it, but we'll never know. Seemed like it was set up this year. I mean, UCLA doesn't look like a team that's loaded with NCAA athletes. But they were tougher in the moment, and the moment wasn't bigger than them, and they made shots. They didn't, they didn't go out there and go 3-for-17 from the, from the arc. Uh-huh. So they get the win. But I've, I've got a really good friend who is a UCLA lifer. He is older than me and remembers all kinds of good UCLA teams. And I was texting with him, and he's like, this is great. I didn't see this coming. And they're, they got a legit chance to go Sweet 16. And they had to be better. You know, there's, they've got some high-end recruits coming in. So They do? All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. When we come back, Sister Jean's prayer was a big deal, but it was a positive big deal, not a negative big deal. We'll get to that coming up. Stay with us.